Hey chiropractors, we're ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey docs, welcome to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. This episode, I have an interview with Flint Geyer of the Scheduling Institute. We're going to dive into a lot of front desk stuff, everything from answering your phones to communication, pitfalls, positive things to do. Uh, if someone asks if you know if you take their insurance, like all the different things that we see in the front desk, um, I think this is a an overlooked thing for chiropractors. I touch on it a little bit. I know a lot of you out there are starting your practices from scratch, and you're kind of a lone wolf, and you don't have a front desk. You are the front desk, or you're um, trying to get everybody to go online and do online booking. That's fine, uh, but we touch on a lot of things and. And why I feel, I do feel strongly that a, a really strong uh, front desk person is vital to your practice. And the sooner you can make that hire and train them appropriately, the better results you're going to see. And it's going to take a lot off your plate. So you're focusing on the things that will actually generate more money. So I really want you to start considering that, uh, whether you don't have a front desk person or you do, but it's part time or it's, you haven't trained them. Like there's a lot of different things out there and it's hard for us to be experts at everything. And so that's why I try to provide you with uh, guest experts to really dive into that material and give you some opportunities to maybe invest in your practice by uh, implementing some of these. And so uh, this is my interview, everything front desk communication uh, with uh, Flint Geyer. All right. Thanks for being on the show, Flint. I really appreciate your time today. I gave our audience a little bit about an introduction and I first want to thank you for your role in our CSA Virtual Business Summit. You guys did great. Your presentation was awesome. Got a lot of great feedback. And before we dive into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which will be a little bit different than the, the Virtual Summit presentation, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, both personally and professionally. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, thank you again, Dr. Christie, for having us, obviously, out to the summit, but having me on here today. I um, had a chance to listen to a couple episodes, and I, I think what you guys are doing here is awesome. Um, but as far as myself, so again, my name is Flint Geyer. I have been pretty much around chiropractors and private practitioners and other specialties for really my entire life. And so uh, 25 years ago, my father, Jay Geyer, started a scheduling institute. And we'll talk a little bit about, about that today, obviously, but it was all born out of an idea created as a marketer for a chiropractor. So it's uh, being able to do things like this are really full circle for me. Um, and now I run our gold membership and five-star certification program, uh, really working with front desk team members, which I know we're going to talk a lot about today. But, uh, you know, that's that's really me professionally. Otherwise, personally, I uh, really have been, uh, football has been a huge part of my life. I went to Cornell University, studied uh, finance and entrepreneurship there while I was playing football there. And, uh Happy to be back in the southeast after four years in upstate New York. Yeah, a little, a little colder up there. So welcome back down to the south. Um, perfect. Yeah, you know, my first introduction to Scheduling Institute was actually through uh, Strategic Coach. I've been a member of them since 2013. And I remember um, someone I used to sit next to regularly in my courses in Chicago. She was a dentist. Her and her husband were, uh, I think, actually up in New York. 
and um, she had mentioned what your dad had started and what they've been doing with SI for, for their practice. So, uh, of course, I dove into it, uh, got a lot of materials, got some of the trainings for front desk to do that. And it's been very helpful for us because I know uh, and I, we were talking about it a little bit um, kind of pre-chat. Um, you know, I do a lot with marketing. The show is about marketing. We, we definitely dive a lot into business because like you said, if you, uh, if you don't have the systems in place or you have some holes in the bucket, the marketing's not going to work. And, and I would say uh, the front desk, the phone answering, the checking out, checking in, all that is a huge part of that. So uh, my, my first question to you are, is uh, what are some of the, the pitfalls that you do see with the front desk communication and, and patients. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, and obviously you, you know this, um, your listeners are going to have a, an understanding of this and it's, it, it comes down to at the end of the day and really it's, it's front desk and everywhere it's, it's, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And obviously yeah. you being someone who's has been in a coaching relationship for, uh, for a long time now, mm-hmm. you understand that. And, uh, a lot of your listeners, I'm sure, do because they're obviously looking to improve themselves. But it's extending that uh, that great thing that we're able to be a part of to the team and understanding, hey, if 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 we're not maximizing our potential, there's no way this, that this person on our team is. And it all starts with uh, really their preconceived notions around what it is patients are calling the office for. Mm-hmm. You know, too often. Um, we assume, and I say we because I spend a lot of time with front desk team members and I consider myself kind of a part of that, uh, part of that community. Um, it is, you know, we think a patient is just calling in to gather information, to price check, to see if you're open on Fridays, which a lot of times is not the case. Um, and, and we just, we don't answer these and take these as opportunities. Sometimes they're even just seen as, as interruptions. And so the whole reason our business even exists is because we were able to take those people in those positions and, and really turn them into producers, which I think is another uh, unfortunate pitfall of the industry as a whole is seeing this front desk team member as maybe not as important as a clinical producer or somebody who has another role in the practice. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it absolutely all comes down to assumptions mm-hmm. of these people who are either calling in who are, or who are in the office. Yeah, it definitely. And I, I would say um, one of the the pitfalls I see in the chiropractic profession. And, and it's interesting because it's, it's a, definitely a struggle. Um, a lot of uh, the margin in chiropractic can, can be low, especially starting out. When I started out my own practice in 2010, uh, I didn't have a front desk person for a few months. I had a, a different mm-hmm. cell phone and people called and did that. And uh, I wouldn't say it worked out perfectly, but one of the first hires I did make right away was a front desk person. And I saw quite a leap and, and I see a lot of chiropractors go a very long time without that. Um, and there's various reasons for it, but I think they need to put a, um, a premium on it because I know like one of the things you talked about and you could touch a little bit more on it, uh, but you talked about it in the virtual summit was the phone just not being answered at all for many mm-hmm. hours of the week. What, what are your thoughts on yeah. it? You know, it's, it, it sounds simple, right? You know, when you say it, when you say it like that, it seems like, well, of course we answer the phone, 
But, you know, it's interesting if you were to actually do a time study, and this is something that we got to do in the, in the summit, something we do with all of our clients is, you know, look at the week. And if you're saying, all right, your American business week is generally about eight in the morning to six in the evening. And there are however many hours in that period of time. I'm not tremendous at mental math. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> and, and, and you just look, okay start on Monday. How many of these full hours are we answering the phones? And you just go throughout the week. And, and if we're close for a day, answering the phone, there's five days. One of those days we don't answer the phone is 20% of the total potential for new patients to inquire about a service in your business. And it's the thing that is just somehow totally ignored, not only in chiropractic, but in dentistry and orthodontics. And it all comes down to this, you know, really office centric scheduling of things when, you know, we, we may claim to be patient centric, but if we're not there to help when they call at a reasonable time, you know, we are not only missing out on practice opportunity, but, but we're missing out on people to help. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's right. Cause you know, as chiropractors, dentists, other doctors, we, we are, especially if we own the practice afforded some flexibility in our schedule, uh, which is nice, but uh, we also have to be cognizant in the schedules of our potential patients and our, and our current patients. And so if someone, what, what ends up happening if a patient calls the, what are some of the issues when someone calls the office and there's no one there to answer it? Are they potential new patient that's going to call somewhere else? Are they going to get frustrated and not call back? Uh, what are some of the things that you see with that? Absolutely. Right. And we talk about this a lot. It's, it's understanding, you know, when that potential new patient calls your practice, you know, there is that side of, this is a person who needs help. So we should be able to help them as a healer. We want to make ourselves available. And you're right. You do have those liberties as a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner to make that schedule. But right. It doesn't mean you have to be there 24 hours a day. Um, and then when you move over to just the economics of it, right? Every new patient that calls in your practice, if you're to dig into your numbers, has a specific lifetime kind of average value that when we don't pick up the phone, we are losing immediately. So that's revenue that we're losing and not even knowing it, which is the craziest part of this whole thing, is if we're not answering the phone, for those hours and if we're not answering it in a way that is effective uh, it creates a ease of entry for this person which is more important now than ever mm -hmm. um you know they're not going to call back yeah that, i, I <laughs> agree go to the next person on google they do and that's you know because it's interesting you know we get a lot of google new patients and um you know i think with our marketing we also get good ones from there but they aren't um as strong a referral as if they were sent by their husband, right? Um, if they were sent by their husband, they may call back again on the second time. Uh, but if it was Google, they, they might just go to the next one that has similar Google reviews and nice website and all that type of stuff. So that's, that's reality for sure. So what, what, do, what does a, a doctor do in their office if they've, you know, they're closed on Fridays or they got half days um, or they don't have enough staff to cover all of the hours? What's your, what's your recommendation? Yeah. So, well, the first things first is if you can't, I mean, if there's just an impossibility around actually covering the phones, mm -hmm. the first thing I would do and the first thing that we would teach anyone we engage with is 
to understand that the process of what occurs when that person calls your office has got to be locked in because not only if we don't answer it, are we losing the potential revenue from that patient mm -hmm. and the opportunity to help this person, but we're here talking about marketing. Yep. And if, if we're going to spend thousands of dollars on marketing, hours of time strategizing on what you want to send out, right? We want to make sure that, that you get a return on that investment. And so making sure that you know with confidence that, you know, when someone calls in the office, number one, we're going to pick up the phone if it's in reasonable hours. Mm -hmm. And number two, that person is going to convert into someone who actually walks through the front door because phone calls are great, but patients through the door, mm -hmm. or if you have pivoted um, to a telehealth situation where it's just getting them to the next step. It's just like any marketing funnel. It's a game of conversions. Mm -hmm. And if we miss that conversion, all the other ones are kind of relevant. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense for sure. And so um, do you recommend either a uh, front desk employee uh, answering the phone, like having it forwarded to them and compensating them some kind of bonus? Or is there a, an answering service you recommend? What, what would you say? About yeah, that. and you know, typically, we, we always prefer to keep it in house, okay. right? Because you can't control uh, answering services. Yeah, you know, you, you can say, "Hey, this is what we generally would like," but at the end of the day, they don't have any uh, real incentive to further your practice. And so, it, it, and really, the ideal is if you're totally closed, nobody's going to be in the office. Um, is being able to forward that phone call to a after hours, really new patient focused line. Right? Gotcha. And all of you have this already for, you know, emergency patients, mm -hmm. but it's just taking the next step and saying, Hey, all right, well, if a new patient calls in and it's the either after hours or the day we're not in the office and you get that person to schedule and walk through the front door, we should be able to incentivize team members on doing that to where you don't actually have to, you know, have someone clocking in and clocking out. Mm -hmm. It's, it's an optional thing to where if you want to drive results in your area, being new patients as a front desk team member, and you get those results, we want to see you rewarded for that. So you don't have to give me a dollar figure because I know it could be variable, but is it like a little bit of a bonus per new patient scheduled per office visit scheduled? Is it tiered differently? What would you recommend for that? Yeah. So with new patients, um, and, and we, we recommend this regardless of whether it's the after hours line or if they're, it's a four o'clock on a Tuesday and somebody calls in, uh, the front desk team members that we work with, they mm -hmm. schedule a new patient that walks through the front door. We want them to be incentivized. And so we also want it to be a win-win for the practice, mm -hmm. for the patient and for the, uh, for the team member. And so, but that after hours line definitely is going to be uh, a more significant uh, incentive because again it is optional it's on yeah. volunteer time um so but you're you, totally right are you, are you are you privy to give me a range a dollar range it would be good for an after hours new patient oh, yeah absolutely yeah. And, i mean typically we'll recommend uh we usually go to 35 so okay. 35 dollars is kind of where we where we hit out on average mm -hmm. some people will go higher because obviously based on your demographics the cost of living, depending where you are, it can be yeah. very different. Uh, and it can, yeah, no, I think you might have to also take in the 
new patient value, right? If it's a, a dentist mm -hmm. office, it could be a $5,000 case. If it's right. a chiropractic office, it might be a $500 case. So um, I'll, let the, I'll let the chiropractic audience uh, scale that as they want to. But I, I love the idea. Um, I actually ran it by mine because I, <clears throat> in a transition a little bit with some staff, and I ran it by my front desk, and she, liked, she loved the idea. Um, so I think it's yeah, a very viable it, option. What is really great about those conversations is, mm -hmm. and really with any team member, it's not saying, hey, one new patient is this. It's let's look at what this would look like yeah. over time. So if you were to get six new patients through this phone, mm -hmm. 10 of the 12 months of the year, what's that payback to you? And it just, if you're looking for a way to get somebody a little more excited about it, uh, I push the numbers out a little bit further. Yep. No, it makes a lot of sense. So good, great information. So I wanted to transition a little bit into uh, when the, the phone is actually answered <laughs> by your front yeah. desk. And I, and I know some of the answers because I, I have the materials and it's great and it's, um, I train my staff with it, but it's, it's always interesting when you first go over it with them. And, and one of the things out of the gates that I like about your material is it's you're not trying to deceive anybody on the other line. I've I've been a part of a practice where it was really a lot of deception to convince them they come into the office and then you hammer them with a you know a, a big huge gigantic sales pitch by the doctor or something like that once it's all said and done. So we try not to lie and that's what I like about information. But um, there's definitely some huge mistakes that, that uh, can be ma made from a communication standpoint. Um, and so can you just touch on some of the basics of that? And then we can roll into like what some of the trainings you, you offer for, for staff and, and, and doctor's offices. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think there's a couple of things that, um, that you all talked about on your last episode mm -hmm. when you were talking about experiential and transactional. Right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. what I thought was so interesting is kind of, you know, between lawyers and chiropractors, really any kind of private practitioner, right? You, you, there is that unfortunate notoriety for bad service. And then you go into scaling problems once you get the service correct, right? So it's like yeah. you fix one thing and pops <laughs> up somewhere else. Yeah. And so, and, and, and you talk about like-minded team members who have similar goals, right? That's all great. Mm -hmm. but they have to have the tools. And so what you're talking about is really a, a simple process on the phones where we're not verbally vomiting on this person mm -hmm. because that is going to do one of three things. And for those of you who haven't heard that phrase before, it's, it's really just over explaining. Yeah. Right? It is that detailed dump. It is the clinical jargon that is going to either scare your patients off, make them think about the expenses or confuse them, right? Because I mean, you're the expert in what you're doing. They don't know the intricacies of it. Some do, some do, most don't. And so it's being able to have a very simple, very to the point, very warm and welcoming greeting, right? I mean, if there's one thing you take away from this is make sure your greeting is standardized, make sure it is like mm -hmm. that person's tone makes you want to come into that office from the first second that they pick up the phone. That's a big one. You know, it makes such a big difference because you can do everything else right in the process, but you can have a grungy tone and you can say, 
doctor's office. This <laughs> right. And it's just, yeah. it doesn't I've matter always, what you say. I've always said, it's like, if you applied some of these things that we do in, in chiropractic and dentistry, like as far as patient experience, if you actually applied it to like an orthopedic office, they'd make a zillion dollars, right? Cause they just, oh, yeah. they get a flood of patients anyway, and they hire the worst people they give they'd give two shits about anything. They're miserable. And yet they're still overwhelmed with patients and they make a ton of money off their cases. It's like, if they actually just cared a little bit about the experience, it'd be amazing what they could do. Right. But that's the beauty of the private practitioner yep. versus your big groups, you know, Absolutely. and, uh, and the corporate model. And that's, that's really why we focus on people you know, like yourselves, like your listeners who are in that, that private practitioner kind of category. And so, but yeah, right. That grading is so important. Definitely can't stress that enough, but then it is, okay, how do I answer the question of this patient without verbally vomiting, without confusing them and really without putting up barriers between them wanting to walk through the threshold of that front door. Let's take a break from today's episode and announce our sponsor, Propel Marketing and Design. I've known Darcy Sullivan for years and we've worked hand in hand on my websites. I don't trust anybody else to do search engine optimization. There's so much to it and she does a great job. If you're really going to get results with Google, you have to make sure your website is SEO optimized. And I really don't want you doing it yourself as a chiropractor. You just have to have this type of stuff done for you. There's just no way around it. And if you're looking to get more organic online traffic that pulls in new patients, Propel Marketing Design is currently offering chiropractors who listen to this podcast a free SEO website review. The free review will help you uncover methods that will improve your website and boost your search engine visibility. Head over to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor and schedule your free SEO website review. You won't regret it. She gets great results and your website needs this. Your search results need this. Head on over there to propelyourcompany.com slash chiropractor to get your free SEO website review today. I want to take a second to talk about a company that I really respect. These guys are great. I've known them personally, and they just have a high standard in our profession, and that is ChiroUp. ChiroUp is an online platform designed by chiropractors, Drs. Tim Bertelsmith and Brandon Steele. I've personally worked with these guys before. They've spoken all around the world, teaching best practices for a variety of conditions, and about five years ago, they finally put together an idea that we've all already had. ChiroUp is an online platform that holds up-to-date protocols for over 100 conditions that we treat. The information in these protocols is then used to create take-home reports for our patients in literally four clicks, and they are 100% evidence-based. But the most refreshing thing about ChiroUp is that their mission is built on advancing the standard and reputation of chiropractic care, and that's something I know I can get behind. If you haven't checked them out yet, stop what you're doing now, go to their website and set up an account. First time subscribers can get 15% off their monthly subscription with the code CHRISTY15. That's CHRISTY15 for 15% off your monthly subscription. Get started and you can thank me later. So when it comes to pricing, insurance, um, hours, right? We can answer any one of those questions completely truthfully, completely honestly and ethically. And we can have two drastically different results based on how we do it. Yep. Just by the words that we use. Mm -hmm. And it's something that 
translates not only to the phone conversation, but it's when they're in your office too. Like when you, you're talking about the rescheduling portion when they're in the office, we should be using the exact same thing. And I was, well, I just want to give a personal experience because we, we revisited a few things that was being done in our staff and it was amazing the difference it made just in, in wording, right? Like um, being more directive than inquisitive in the sense of like, oh, you know, can you come in one more time this week? It's like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> if, if, right. if, if I said they need to come in one more time this week, you have to direct them to do that. Obviously, if they can't make it or whatever, you, you'd work around that. But um, that was a big issue we saw in our office was asking them, versus the guiding them, you know, like use a better word. Right, that assumptive verbiage of like, hey, when you come in and see the doc versus, well, if you decide to become a new patient, right? <laughs> exactly. Huge difference, same thing. Yep. And, uh, you know, the other thing we noticed too in our on our end was, and this is something I know that you guys do a great job of handling, was uh, we're at a network with insurances. There is one plan we're, we're in. Not a lot of our patients have it. Uh, we do take auto accidents, stuff like that. Um, but a question kept on popping up from my front desk was like, oh, will you be using insurance for this? And so then they made the whole, right away, made the whole conversation mm -hmm. about insurance. And then yeah. I was like, well, we're not in insurance with like most of, like 90% of our patients now don't have insurance coverage with us. Um, at least in network. So why are we making it about insurance? And we flipped that, got rid of that part. And it was amazing what it did. And a lot of our patients don't even, we're in a, a pretty affluent area. It's nice. You know, people um, are coming from strong referrals. They're not necessarily price shopping. And so we stopped making it about that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's, that's one of those preconceived notions that, uh, that I mentioned earlier is that everyone is driven by insurance. Yeah you know, which is just not true. And, uh, and with 25 years of data on this, doing thousands of calls each month in offices, right? It's just not the reality. And so it's being able to provide an opportunity for your team to say, hey, we're just putting up a wall yes. for this person to come in. Because here's the thing, if you're spending money on marketing, if you have a referable practice, right? You talked a, a little bit last, um, last week about you know, creating great experiences mm -hmm. for patients and creating referring patients versus the ones who want to go and refer people to not come in. Yeah. Um, right. If you have that and you're working on that constantly and creating a five-star experience from the first moment they call you, you know, even if you're out at network, like you're talking about, mm -hmm. there's a pretty good chance because you already have seen it occur that they're still going to want to come see you anyways. Exactly. So it's yeah. not... It's not, we really don't have the right to tell someone they can't be seen in our office if you provide great care just because they're insurance. I, I find that to be wrong. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, and that's, it was interesting because we've transitioned over the years out of insurances. And, and so we've, you know, slowly done a, a very good job of it. And it's been in our marketing, it's been in our messaging, it's been in a lot of different ways and obviously our care and our experience. And so we, you know, I, I said to my staff is like, we offer something that's different. We offer a, a very um, unique opportunity for them and experience. And so when you start to make it about insurance and price, uh, that's not what maybe they're calling for. They're calling because they know they want to come here. And if they don't bring it up, like, you know, we have plenty of patients now where it's just not even brought up by them. And so we're not going to bring it up. Right. Now, 
Now, if, you know, if Bob says, are you in network with my Blue Cross Blue Shield plan? We're not going to like start to play this verbal gymnastics and, and mess around with them. We'll say, uh, we can check your out of network. We're not contracted with your Blue Cross Blue Shield, but we can check your out of network benefits and see if there's coverage. And we've done that and that's been fine as well. And now there's going to be some people that are price shopping and I get that. And so, but, but uh, you know, I, I felt like we've been doing a good job of, of, of fixing that issue we had in our, our practice. Yeah. And I think it, it all comes back to, um, you know, something that I, that I loved from your last episode. Are you health first? Mm-hmm. Or are you insurance first? Yep. yep. Right? So we talk about that all the time. It is, are we here for the benefit of the individual who's calling into our office? Or are we going to allow outdated insurance regulations to, to tell us who we can and cannot treat? Yep. And now if you happen to be, you know, there are some states that health in network health insurance for chiropractic still pays well and it's a great thing and yeah. if you're if you're in network with those plans it's it's actually a selling point because it's one less barrier you know if you, right. you can proudly say yeah we're in network with your plan psychologically even if the even if your cash rate was the same as the insurance copay they think it's cheaper because you're oh you're in network so right. if, if you're one of those in the audience that's great i'm just saying we don't need to make it about that unless uh, they're, they're directly uh, asking that, you know, and the other caveat to the insurance thing is, is in our practice, if they ask, uh, do you, do you take my insurance? We'll be mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, what insurance is it? Blue Cross Blue Shield. It's like, yeah, we take that. We are at a network provider and we'll, you know, have to do a complimentary benefits check for you and let you know prior to. Um, so again, we're, we're not uh, playing any games. We're just answering Absolutely. questions, right? Right. It's, it's saying, Hey, regardless of what the question of the insurance is if you're in network, if you're out of network, if you're out of network, if you you, you probably file with everyone because most everyone does that. It's courtesy, yep. um, but the answer is still the same. The answer is still yes. We want this patient to come into the office, and we still want to be able to treat this person. But it's being very upfront, and saying whether or not hey, you know what, while we're considered out of network. We have other patients who come in who are as well and enjoy the quality of care that we provide. More than happy to do a complimentary benefits check for you when you come into the office or or right before, right? It's whatever works for you, but just eliminating that barrier. So totally right. Yeah, definitely. And so, great. We start out with a nice, happy greeting, uh, an energetic person. We we ask, you know, kind of bring up the right stuff. Now, when we're actually getting him on the schedule, yeah. uh, you know, I, I'll just bring up one mistake that I know, and you can piggyback it off there. It's like, you know, they ask like, oh, what day can you come in? And it's just a very right. vague question, right? right? You, you probably see that a ton. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, okay, right, and so if we, if we kind of backtrack, right, it's that greeting, which is yeah. of the utmost importance, and it is the tone, and it is the simplicity of it, and mm-hmm. kind of just the, I know what to expect when I call this place, I know who I'm speaking to, where I've called, I feel comfortable and welcome, right? Mm-hmm. Answering the question, whatever it is, in a way that is honest, ethical, answers the chief concern, and trend, it allows you to actually take control of the conversation rather than answering 27,000 questions yes. should be handled by the doctor when the patient comes in. Yep. All right. So we do want to, at some point, take control of this conversation uh, with what we call a transition, which is just, we start asking the questions. Mm-hmm. Our questions are, would you prefer to come in next week or the week after? 
yeah. right? What's best for you? And it's uh, instead of the, okay, well, um, when would you like to come in? Mm-hmm. Because that leaves you to, I mean, if you want to <laughs> set yourself up for a game yeah. to lose as a front desk team member, yeah. it, unless you know the back of your hand, every single opening that you have for the next yeah. month, that is not a conversation you want to get into. Yeah. Um, and so it's guiding again, right? Like we said, guiding this person to what they ultimately called for, which is mm-hmm. to fix something, right? Yep. And they have to come in to get it fixed. You yeah. can't help them if they don't come in. Yeah, it's a good point. I wanted to touch on that because, uh, you know, I, I train my staff to know the conditions we do treat. And so if someone says, oh, does your chiropractors treat plantar fasciitis, my, my staff knows to say yes they they evaluate and treat that condition now if anything goes into uh clinical stuff that's where obviously the staff draws a line because patients will ask a ton of things you know Mm -hmm. and so that's where it's like okay those types of questions are going to be more geared towards the doctor and they'll answer all those during your you know history consultation examination so right uh, you definitely want to uh you know cut them off at the pass when they start trying to dive into those types of questions yeah, and the most effective way to do that is to not allow for these awkward pauses between, right? You, they ask a question, we answer it, and then we're just sitting here waiting for another question. Like, yeah. It's so unnecessary, and, and it doesn't set them up for success, and it doesn't set up your clinical team for success yeah. because we may slip up. People are human, mm-hmm. and we want to create consistency and an expectation to where Anybody who walks through the front door, your team knows exactly what they would have been told up until that point about what to expect, which is when you come in, the doctor and our team, we're going to put together a custom treatment plan to make sure that you get where you want to be, right? Mm-hmm. And, and just quickly moving away from those questions. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I, yeah. In, in a friendly way, right? You're not, mm-hmm. you're not being rude. You're Absolutely. Not, you're not cutting them off. You're just doing it in a friendly way. You're guiding the conversation. There's many things you need to get. You know, you have to get some information. And if you start to drag out the conversation, I, I've seen my own staff be on the phone for 15 minutes with one new patient. It's like, mm-hmm. that's just, that's, that's just not acceptable. <laughs> right. So, yeah. and what's in a good kind of uh, guideline for that, just for those of you listening, if you're having those similar experiences and you're saying, is this, are we still on the phone with the same person? <laughs> right. An effective call at most should be like three minutes because we're answering the question. We're helping them get on the schedule and we're making sure that they're confirming and committing to that time so that not only are they on the schedule, but they actually show up. Right. Absolutely. In, in, a, in a relatively quick period of time where they feel good about the interaction, your team feels good, and they know what to expect when they walk in the door. Definitely. So you're really setting yourself up with some good communication, and then you can take it from there as the doctor and communicate well with the patient mm-hmm. and your staff. There's obviously a, a lot to it. And so um, let us know, like, what, what's some of the programs you offer uh, for chiropractors that really solve this issue? I know you offer a lot of great practice growth um, aspects to Scheduling Institute, um, and you can dive into that a little bit, but what are some of the things you really hone in on with your programs for the for the front desk and all that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, like you said, we are, over the years, have added countless things to what we offer for doctors, and it really all comes out of what 
I mentioned earlier with the, you know, notorious for bad service. And then once you fix one problem, another one pops up. So over the years, all of the things that we offer have really been created out of this very unique laboratory that we have operating with as many clients as we do saying, what is the problem? Let's go fix it. Mm -hmm. But it all starts here because it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, you could be spending a ton on marketing. You could be doing no marketing. That's the stats show us we're missing opportunity, right? So I shared some numbers on the summit of some, of some calls that we did. And so really what I was walking through earlier with the different parts of the call is, is our five stars, five star system. And it's, it's not five stars because there are five pieces. That's just kind of a, just worked out that way. Nice little um, rating system, <laughs> right? but it is, it's about creating a five-star experience and ease of service for your patients on that phone call and then moving that into when they actually come see you so we can generate those high return on investment, internal marketing, referring patients, right? Mm -hmm. um, but when you break it down out of, it was, we did 260 calls to non-members and a lot of those were chiropractic offices. Mm -hmm. We're seeing, I mean, on a five-star scale, one person get above a two, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Which as I shared was a longtime former client who probably stuck to some of those principles, obviously, uh, like you're talking about yeah. over the years. And it's the thing about it is we start in one place because once we uncover that opportunity, what's great is, and really the way we prefer to operate is anything else that someone would do with us is actually paid for out of the, out of the gains from the first step. Mm -hmm. And it's about the first interaction on the phones, uncovering lost opportunity or what we call this blind spot. Mm -hmm. um, and then making sure that we continue to fill the holes in that patient pipeline, whether it's what's the experience, right? Mm -hmm. How are we setting patients up to say yes to treatment when they are going through that new patient appointment? How are we talking about treatment presentation? How are we making sure that our systems and processes are just streamlined in a way that they need to be? Because over the years, you know, you get this, you add people, you switch people, you grow the physical space of your business, everything changes. And whether you think it's changed or not, you then have to consider the external factors, right? But it's all, it all comes down to making sure that we are consistently over delivering to patients and really providing that five-star experience. So, but some people have more opportunity than others. And when it comes to team training, which is really what we're talking about, yep. it is, it's a constant, in, mm -hmm. in, right? You, you know, this, you get this. It's something that, I mean, we have people who do phone trainings every single year. Yeah. Yep. 10 years in a row. Right. And so the way that we, obviously prefer to do this is that in person we actually go out uh, to to your office and we spend a full day mm -hmm. diving into hey why are new patients so important why is it so important to create a great experience why is it so important to understand what patients value before we present treatment mm -hmm. right all of these things and then spend a very i mean a significant amount of time role-playing the process that we implement. So whether it's the five-star call or any of the other things that we do in our 20 plus on-site trainings, making sure that there's a process in place that can be implemented the next day mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you know, I get so many chiropractors that ask me about systems and having systems, mm -hmm. and and obviously, um, they're not willing to necessarily do the leg work, uh, but this is a, a system. And then right. another thing I want to bring up is just the timing of it. I just finished reading. Um, so Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach, him mm -hmm. and Dr. Ben Hardy wrote a book called Who Not How, and it's a it's a concept they've had for about a year, but they put it into a nice book. Uh, I highly recommend it, and. Um, this is a who not how situation, right? Like yeah. uh, I'm a chiropractor. I own my practice. I wear a lot of hats. I coach uh, chiropractors. I do marketing consulting. I, I do a lot. Um, and, and part of why I'm able to do that is because I, I use that who not how mentality. And this is one of those opportunities if you're a clinic owner uh, to have a who do it for you instead of how are you going to do it, right? Like as the, as the owner. Right. Uh, because yeah. even if even if I know what my front desk should be saying or doing mm -hmm. for me to train them and keep on them and, and do it consistently, that's a job like that. I don't really have time for it to do honestly. Right. And, and here's the thing. It's not the highest payback job that you have. Correct. That's another right? good point. And, and that's, that's what it comes down to. If, if could one of your listeners say, all right, um, I've got this overview of these five steps of this call. I'm going to go back. I'm going to train my team. I'm going to do meetings with them. I'm going to listen to their phone calls. I'm going to hold them accountable. Right. Yep. Will, will you see change? Maybe. Cause we don't, I mean, there's no evidence of how good you are as a trainer, yeah. um, but also it's taking away from your productive time. And yep. so what we want to do is just provide you with an opportunity to, get a system that has 25 years of proven results mm -hmm. and then just let us hold your team accountable because the accountability piece is almost just as important as the actual training because you can get trained, you can do it right one time, but what about the rest of the time that you're in the practice? What about the other 30 hours you're answering the phone uh, throughout, the, throughout the course of a week? Mm -hmm. And so we just want to be able to uh, allow your listeners to find out, hey, do I have an issue at the front desk? Yep. Am it's, I losing revenue without really knowing it? So could our audience get get that kind of um, assessment of their front desk a, a quick yeah. say, yeah, you got a problem. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. Uh -huh. and, you know, and that's why for, for us, it's just being able to share the information because then the information, you have the decision whether or not you want to act on it or you don't. Uh, it kind of, there's a typical process people go through of denial and then realizing, okay, maybe I do need help just like anything else in life. Um, but, uh, for your listeners, if you just go to schedulinginstitute.com slash MCM, so modern chiropractic marketing, right. Um, just, I would say, go take the five-star challenge and find out how you are stacking up against those practices who are creating that ease of entry, who are getting patients through the door, not just having conversations, because uh, you're just going to be able to determine, am I losing revenue right now in a place where I actually don't need to do a lot of work to fix it mm -hmm. um, or not? And so, and two, uh, if you go do that and do the five-star challenge, we're also going to send you a copy of uh, my father's most recent book, New Patients Now. So just kind of getting a, a better understanding of what we talked about today, mm -hmm. uh, really the whole process behind 
the importance of new patients in your business. So if, that's if great. Anybody who does that, you'll not only get the information on how you and your team are performing, but also uh, we'll send that book out to you as well. Cool. That's great. You know, and it's, uh, I'm a, I'm a marketing person, but I'm also a clinician. I'm also a business. Uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a business person, but I really love diving into it. And so mm-hmm. it all works together. I, the big mistake I see when I work with chiropractors is, is they want a marketing fix for their problem. And sometimes it's not a marketing fix. It's a, it's a systems fix. And they're, it's oddly enough, sometimes they're willing to throw a lot of money at a potential marketing fix, but they're not allowed to, they're, they're, they're less likely to invest in their team. Um, And I think that needs, that mindset needs to shift a little bit because if you fix that, you know, it's kind of like you, you mentioned football earlier and I'll, you know, just use this analogy and then we can uh, let you go. But it's like if you get all the flashy players in the skill position, but your offensive line is terrible, you see what happens to that offense, right? Yeah. And then you- <laughs> it comes down to process over people. Yeah. Like yeah. you need great people, but you know, after doing this as long as you have, you don't just find great people on the side of the road. Who exactly. make great team members. Like, mm-hmm. And there's no, if you're confused about that, right, I would just challenge you to understand that if you have a great team, it's because you've poured into them. And if you don't, right, there's probably some opportunity to improve. And so I, I would just say, and they'll go as far as, as far as you'll take them. Absolutely. So, hey, I want to really appreciate your time today. Um, uh, we went over a little bit more than uh, you had agreed to. So I thank you for that. And um, absolutely, my pleasure. I know this won't be the last time you and I speak. Thanks for giving out the information for them to access. And this has been a wealth of knowledge. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate you. And uh, I appreciate all your listeners to go take the five star challenge. And uh, hopefully we can see if there's something that we might be able to uncover for you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show. Before you leave, make sure you check out our website. We've got blogs and podcasts and all kinds of great info at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com. We also have a closed Facebook group of the same name where a lot of like-minded chiropractors are workshopping ideas and making sure that we have this continual advancement of marketing, business, mindset, and just growth of your practice. So check us out, modernchiropracticmarketing.com and the Facebook group of the same name.